What do you do when confronted with a challenge in life, as we all are from time to time? Do you question your self-worth and doubt the value you add to this world? Or do you recognize your own imperfections and love yourself just as you are? Flawed, but strong. Willing to take a risk, put yourself out there, and be your authentic self. The choice belongs to you. This is Confident Closers with Anna Maria Sanin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Confident Closers. Uh, here with your host, Anna Maria Sanin, and my co-host, Kevin Jimeno. What's up? How's everybody doing? We are doing. And of course, we have our guest, Margarita, here with us, Margarita Benitez. She is a real estate professional with Extreme Realty, right? Yes. And if I'm not uh, incorrect, you are the top three real estate agents in your company. Yes, I am for two years in a row now. That is amazing, girl. like I'm telling you, all this women power, Kev. I know why. I'm loving it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, uh, Margarita, as I had talked to you when I mentioned um, having the opportunity to um, have you with us um, and uh, just come on to uh, this platform to be able to share with other women uh, your story, right? Um, And so I would love, love, love for you to um, take us back, you know. um, Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what's Okay, hello, hello, everybody. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you, Ana Maria, for having me on your Coffee and Closers podcast. Um, Okay, my amazing story, my imperfectly amazing story. So I came into the country when I was... 19 years old, back in 2000. I live here. I came with my mom and my brother. Um, My mom was just recently divorcing my dad. So it was just the three of us moving to a brand new country. And despite the, we had to come in and then moving with my aunt and my uncle. It was tiny apartment. A lot of people kind of, kind of deal for six months until we were actually, actually get out and move on, on our own. But then after that, I became an adult. I turned 21. So, and she was able to uh, gain her green card in the United States, but I wasn't included in her plans because I became an adult. So it was either me going back to Colombia or move to Canada and then start from scratch in Canada. So the decision was that I moved to Canada back in 2004 all by myself, two luggages, and that's it. And I got there. uh, It was tough. My beginning was tough, starting in a refugee camp for refugees. My family was there as well, but they were studying as well, so they couldn't, I couldn't move in with them right away. So I had a little bit of struggle. Um, literally sleeping on a inflatable mattress, inflatable mattress in a living room of frame for a month until I was actually able to move, on, move, move in with my cousin and her family and my, my younger cousin as well. I lived in Canada for six years until 2010. I'm a Canadian citizen. I love that country. That country is amazing. The diversity. It's amazing. Uh, one of the things that are very surprising is that the, the city that I was living is Mississauga, uh, which is 30 minutes away from Toronto. So Toronto would be like Miami and then Mississauga would be for Lauderdale. So that's so that you can familiarize a little bit with it. I made a lot of friends, which I do still have in contact with. 
Um, they are, they were my family for six years and we still have a good contact with them. So my house was always the point house. I was the one making soup or cooking on the weekends. And I started working as a, a contact center rep, bilingual contact center rep at a clinical research company called Cetero Research. They were doing studies and studying medications and all those things. Yeah. And, um, I, wa- I worked there for four years out of those six years. But in between those transfers, they actually opened a, an office here in Miami. So I was able to come back to Miami and I was the training specialist for the bilingual staff at the company. So I was moving back and forth, back and forth. Um, between those back and forths, I met the father of my son. And then a year and a half after, I got pregnant with my beautiful son. And then I was, but I was living in Canada by myself and everybody was here in Miami. So I said, I'm not going to raise a kid all by myself. But I have my friends and my aunt and my cousin, but it's not the same as not having the father of your son and your mom and the entire family being with you, supporting you. I was scared. I was so, so, so scared. It was, it changed your life. Well, you know, Anna. Yeah. Having a, not, not wanting to get pregnant and getting pregnant and then knowing, not knowing where do you even start. Yeah. It's just changed life completely. So, yeah. and then when I became a citizen, I moved back into my mom's house back in December, 2010. So I have to, after being on by myself, all on my own for six years, I have to come back to my mom's house <laughs> again, moving with her pregnant. Yeah. So that was, that was a challenge. Wow. It's, it's, it's not easy, but, Thankfully, she was with open heart, open arms. And so so you moved back to Florida. Uh, Now you're moving back with a baby or with a baby to come. Uh, Yes. How did you, what what happened next? I mean, were you in the, in the industry? Like, were you, I mean, obviously you were working with that company. You're telling me doing, you know, doing the, the um, interpretation. The clinical research. Yes. But, um. So then what? Then what? Um, at that time, my uncle, he, he, went, he was a real estate agent. My uncle, when I got, he's the one that we moved in as soon as we got here to the space. So he's like my father figure. He took me in once when, when we started, when we got here in the States. So then he's like a father figure. When I got back, he was in real estate. He was doing awesome. He went through the bubble back in 2008, 2009, 2010. He was able to make a lot of money. He, a bunch of houses and he's like real estate is the place to be real estate but I was my 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 thoughts were not even close to becoming a real estate agent not even nothing not at all yeah so for a year I stay home with my son uh, on my mom's house okay. working here and there but I was at my mom's house then I started working in Bergeron Land Development um they were actually the company that built 595 Got it. So I started working with them. I worked with them for two years until I decided, you know what? I think I want to have time for myself and have special availability for my son's classes, shows, or whatever it is that he needs on a daily basis, not having a nine-to-five job. Right. So it was, it, was, it was a hard, it was not an easy decision. I was back and forth, back and forth, but I had my nine-to-five job anyway. So let's talk, you know what, let me stop you there for a minute, Margarita. Let's talk about uh, the emotions, right? And uh, the challenges that came 
not only when uh, you found out you were pregnant, right? But then mm -hmm. now you uh, are back in the States living with your mother, right? Mm -hmm. And you're back at home. So you're sort of feeling like you're taking a step back, right? And Completely. Like, um, did you, you know, let's talk about your insecurities at the time, if there were any. And uh, how did you confront them? You know, what was... What were you My doing? To begin with, I had no idea how to be a mom. I mean, nobody's being taught. All I knew was what I was, when I was raised, how my mom was a mother to me. But well, you don't know if I'm actually doing a job, if I'm not. Um, I was by myself. I had the, the father of my son disappeared. Okay, so let me take a step back. In December, I moved in. I was with him for two months, and then he decides to take a trip to Colombia. We were together. We were having a kid, la, 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 la. And then all of a sudden, he decides to go back to Colombia, and then he re reconnects with his ex-girlfriend. And me, with six months pregnant, I realized, I find out through Facebook that he was back with her without even telling me anything. Hmm. And all this while I was living at my mom's house with a belly. No job, no nothing. Wow. Yes. Thank God because I'm a, I'm, I was a Canadian citizen. So I'll, I'm so grateful for that, that. In Canada, you know, that when you're pregnant, the maternity leave is a year. And then Canada provides you with, with, uh, with, uh, with a maternity leave payment. So that's how, how I was supporting myself. And everything was based from my last, uh, my last year job. job. So then I was getting money. So that's how I was, I was able to stay home for a year with my son and I was supporting, able to support myself. But then being at home with my mom and then not having your own space after having an apartment all by myself, and it's, it's difficult. And my brother as well. My brother was living with us. So I kicked out my brother of his room. <laughs> yeah, I would have done the same thing. No, but anyhow, <laughs> but no, let's go back, you know, um, yeah. Too much information, Anna. That's got to be, you know, that, that's got to be hard. And I can just imagine um, the emotions and, yes. uh, you know, the, the self-talk that you were having with yourself about finding yourself in, in this situation or whatnot. And so... If you don't mind, like, you know, do you want to like share what those emotions were like, you know, and, 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 and being able to like look back now and, um, and see how, you know, you've overcame and, um, and how you continue to deal with emotions because I mean, life continues to happen, right? I'm sure like challenges like that one. And as we continue to go, there's new challenges that come, but, um, it's how we deal with them that makes us different from one another. Definitely. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of night outs crying all by myself in my bed, feeling alone, even though I was with my mom. But then this guy all of a sudden disappears and your hormones are to the roof because you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So, and then he was uh, one of my mom's best friends. So he's not only doing that to me, but he's doing that to the whole family, to the whole circle of friends and my mom and my brother. It was, it, was, it was a huge shock. And now that I think back at it, I thought I was going to die, literally. Because I was, I would brush my teeth crying, I would eat crying, I would go to bed crying, I would up crying, everything was crying. Uh, without even just sitting, some, sitting and looking at something, I would start crying. 
out of out of because of all the feelings and insecurities, and you feel abandoned, and it was just hard. It was it was hard. But now that I think about it, that makes me so much stronger now, and it was meant for me to suffer and to go through that so that I can become the woman that I am right now. Amen. Yeah, that's what I think. All right, cool. And do you uh, now moving forward into? Um, Having your son right now, you were telling us about your uncle uh, yeah. being in the business and making a lot of money. And then now you're transitioning into the business. And then as a new mom, finding yourself, you know, like, okay, I want to be part of my son's life. Like, I want to be here. I want to be there. Uh, you know, those emotions that you were dealing with, like, tell us more about that. I know there's so many women out there who um, are either just having a baby and, you know, have these careers and dreams, but also want to, want to be part of both. Like, how was that for you? Uh, for me, for example, moving moving out of my, I stayed with my mom for a year and a half, and then we will fight sometimes because she wanted to tell me how to be a mom, what to do, what not to do, and you know how how we are. Probably we're gonna do the same thing with our kids because that's just how Latinas are. They yeah. wanna get into, into into your kids' business. Yeah. Um, my uncle was very 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 supportive. Um, he was. Still is like a like a, a father figure, a mentor in so many ways. I will go for him if I want to make a decision. I will go on for an approval for him. Um, my dad's still in the picture. I mean, he's in Colombia, but he's in Colombia. We don't really communicate much. And then I, by the time everything happened and I had my son, I want nothing to do with, with men. I don't want nothing. Literally, I want I, nothing. The, my ex husband, which we'll go into that later. Um, I even, even through my pregnancy, my poor brother had to take the bitch out of me. Like literally, I was a bitch to my poor brother. I made him cry sometimes because I was rude to him. I was mean. I don't want nothing to you. Get out of my face. I don't want to know anything about you because you're a man. So then I... Okay. <laughs> seriously. Now, now he says, man, I went through hell. I'm back with you. Like seriously. I said, uh, he took it like a man. He took it like a brother. He knew how I was, how, how I was suffering. And he says, he even cries sometimes like, I hate to see you cry. I wish I could not see you cry. How hard it is for a man to see a woman pregnant, crying. So it's, it's, it's really difficult. Then I met the, my, hus- my ex-husband now. when he reached out to me when my son was four months. But like I said, I want nothing to do with men. I said, you know what? I want nothing to do with you. I'm not interested in you. Um, we cut cuts, but he's still friends with me on Facebook. And it wasn't until a year after that I was actually ready, after I went through all my... Hmm, duelo, how do you say it? Like, to the moment... To, healing process. Yes, to the healing that I was let able me, to come Yeah, in. let me ask you this, because um, I definitely want... Our, our, our business women who are listening right now, right, to, um, or women who have the desire, right, to take their careers to the next level. Mm-hmm. How did all this uh-huh. affected or has, uh, you're able to apply to your career and what you've been able to accomplish, right? Um, how have you confronted your fears and uh, taking yourself to the other side of success? When I decided, I started 
when I decided to become a real estate agent, my son was already four years old. So it took me a little while to get out of my comfort zone. And my husband at the time was really supportive. And he's like, okay. And I got laid off because the, the, the project that I was in closed out a year and a half after. So then I was laid off and I said, okay, so, you know, the universe puts things in your life that when is the moment is the moment and if you, you either take it now or not. So then I took the step and then I got my, my real estate license. It took me three exams. <laughs> the last one I did in Spanish because the English one was just kicking my ass. So I had to take the, the, the test in, in Spanish. And then I pass it right away, like almost to hundred, because it's my language. Yeah, so you can you can you can tell them my my accent. Oh, we all have an accent. <laughs> my friend says that you're Sofia Vergara accent, and I say, yeah, that's right, that's me. Hey, who wouldn't want to be Sofia Vergara, right? right? <laughs> um, okay. So and- all of those, all of those uh, insecurities and everything that I was feeling, I'm like, should I do this? But then. How do you manage doing the not having a schedule? Because, you know, everybody's accustomed to having a schedule. And you get up, you do this, and then you have breakfast, you get in your car, and then you go to the office, and then in your office you have a schedule to do. So then you have to get out of this. And then if you don't work, if you don't get up, and if you don't call clients, and if you don't put yourself out there, you don't make money. Mm-hmm. Because that's how, you, that's how you family, friends, neighbors, and the city where you are, that's how they know that you're a realtor. Service, yeah. That's it. And what I did was, and I said, you know what? Social media is the way to go. So then I started making videos. Now that I go back four years ago, I sounded horrible on those videos, doing the videos and doing interviews and it pays off. It really does pay off. Like, unless you're in that... How did you control your mind? How did you control your thoughts? How did you control your fear when you made the choice to go from a nine-to-five to now be an entrepreneur? Like, because I know a lot of of women or maybe even men who are listening to this, I mean, that's the biggest fear. It's like, wow, how do I go from, like, having financial security to just... And how do I handle those emotions? I mean, I know Kevin um, can talk a lot about this, too. Unless he's frozen. Okay. Can, you, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Anna, you keep cutting her off. I'm waiting to get to the punchline. This guy called her. She put him on timeout. Like, you got me here waiting. <laughs> I want to know what happened. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. <laughs> the love life story. Okay, so what happened was... What happened was that uh, I finally met him and as soon as uh, he was going through divorce when I met him for the first time as well and he was living with his ex-wife at the time and I didn't want no baby drama in my life ever. Like I'm, when you divorce, when you live in your house, then if I meet you again, then we'll meet. Otherwise, I don't want, no, I live in the same house but we sleep in different rooms. I don't, I don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Life taught me enough not to do that anymore. <laughs> if you don't like for your for your mistakes and if you don't like for the lessons the lies come to you, then you're not you gotta take everything. The good, the bad and the ugly. Good bad bad experiences teach you that you either learn from it or you're gonna keep repeating it until you learn you learn. Plain and simple. And the reason I realized that I need I wanted to better myself because I know I, I can accomplish some more. But nobody can can nobody can 
make me do that by myself. So I was the one pushing myself. I had to I said, you know what? I have, I have to do it. There's no other choice. It was to push myself and feeling secure. And I know I wanted to help people. And I know how hard it is to buy houses. And it's not just a tra- three-day transaction for if I know. I just went through it again. And it is not easy. And if you don't have the right person, if you don't have the right communication, shit is hell. Seriously. Because I just went through a three-day closing. We'll, we'll talk that about it at the last minute. Yeah. But it, it, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. Yeah, I hear you. How long ago was it when you got started in, in your career? I started in 2004. No, 2004, what I'm talking about. 2020, four years ago. So four 2015. Ago. No, 15. 15, 15, okay. It was 15. 15. So I started my career in 2015 in February, and I purchased the house that I am sitting on right now in my patio in July 2015. That's awesome. No, six months, six months afterwards. I didn't even know. We didn't even know that we could purchase a house. And then she said, no, I met her. I was introduced to her. And then she said, oh, my, maybe he has 401k options that he can look into it. And maybe you have this and this, maybe. And we did it. We did it. Yeah. We, we made all the requirements that she was asking us for. We had the, the savings. I asked my mom for $5,000 so I can put and close with everything. That's awesome. And then now four years later, almost five, and now you're buying, you just bought another house. So then four years later, uh, the first two years were rough. The first two years were rough because the first uh, broker that I met, he was, he was an asshole. Sorry, my language. But that taught me as well. So I learned from my mistakes and that never happened again. And then it was a good experience. I learned a lot. But what I did was I just went straight on the streets. I learned raw from scratch, making mistakes. Um, the language, the, the grammar, it wasn't as good in English, specifically for this um, industry. Because each industry has its own uh, uh, vocabulary, I should say. Yeah. But my mine was like I was, I was clueless, but I didn't care. I just went straight for it. And I said, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm going to do it. And I did. And I'm doing it. And every year, it's it's getting better. Tell me a little bit about that experience that you just um, shared. Which one? The one that you said you worked for somebody that you didn't necessarily care for. Tell me um, a little bit more specific. I just realized that I'm running out of battery. Give me one second. No worries. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, because I think there's a lot of people that might be listening that work in an environment or with people or with a possible mentor that they're not happy with. But you said something very interesting that no matter what, you still learned and you're, you were able to apply what you learned that helps you today. So I kind of wanted to get a little bit more information on that. Yes, definitely. So what happened with him? was that um, he was my landlord at the time. So my landlord was my broker. I came and out. as soon as I got my license, I went and signed in with him. And then when we started working, he taught me a little bit of things, but then he was like, you want to let me on your own kind of thing, kind of, kind of guy, which I appreciate that from him. 
But then, which is the house? Uh, you were going in and out. Can he was my landlord. Okay. So the broker was my landlord. But I was just recently moved in with my ex-husband. So he was the landlord. And then um, I was working with him. As soon as I started my career, I got a little cash buyers uh, re- uh, referrals from friends. So then I started doing a lot of uh, transactions. For the first six months, I did like six transactions. He was, I, I moved in like quick, super, super quick. Okay. I was lucky. And since then, I haven't stopped. Thank God. And I'm not going to stop. It's just going to get better and better. And then when I went one transaction, I did for a guy that it was a referral for a rental, but I was able to talk to him, talk to him into not renting, but buying a house. And I said, you have this, you have credit, you have deposit, you have everything. But because he switched from a rental to a buyer and we didn't have anything written down, then he was supposed to give me 90% of the commission, but because we didn't have anything written down and he took 50%. So he cut me off without having anything, anything in writing. So then he screwed me over. So then instead of getting a certain amount of money for the work that I did, which was more than four months, because some transactions are free, some transactions are not. Some others take more than a year because you have to prepare the, the, the client and educate them and tell them what they need to do. They have to work on the credit. They don't have enough money or they have a contract that they're doing. So every, every, every case is different. So then he, I was, I was so upset when that guy did that. And I'm like, how can, because I'm very trust, um, I, I trust too easy. So that was a lesson for me to learn that you cannot trust everybody. Not everybody's as good as you are. That's just something that I learned with time. And now I'm very careful and now I, I don't take my chances. I'm not saying that I might not do it again, because when you're a good person, you tend to trust them. But hopefully it doesn't happen again. So that's what happened with me. So as soon as he did that to me, I canceled my thing with him, my brokerage with him, and then I moved to Optimar. You know Optimar, Ana Maria? Yeah. And I met Donna in Optimar, which is an amazing person. I don't know if you met her. I don't remember. She was, uh, I think she was the manager of the office. Got it. She's not there anymore. Until I finally came to Extreme International, and I've been here for two and a half years, almost three. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, but going back to, sorry, going back to uh, Kevin's question. So on how do, how do you make sure that you don't make the same mistake again? And how do you, uh, the, the way that I learned throughout all these years is that the energy that a person, you have your gut and you have your energy telling you how to read a person. You have to know that the person to, uh, follow the same values, the same part of your life or the same intentions that you have so that you know that you can trust them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have that feeling. You have that feeling. You have, you have seriously, everything is bringing in my house. <laughs> no, and you know what I'd say? Um, sometimes when we find, and, and it's happened to me in the past, right? We find ourselves like, feel like we're stuck in a, in a specific, um, situation, uh, or, or job or, you know, with a specific like a group of people or whatnot. Uh, and we sort of don't see the light or, uh, don't think that this is necessary of what's happening and in our lives. Um, 
it's all, you know, it, there's always a lesson in everything. Like you said, right. You learned a lot from, from okay. being with this first, right. And, and going through that experience. So what I'm getting is, you know, looking, looking at the good that can, that can be found in the challenge. Right. I would say. It's either you either, depending on the, depending on the way that you take that experience, it was either quit being a real estate agent and get your nine to five job again, because this guy did what you did to you, or just keep pushing through it. Find somebody that might find another broker or another company office that actually feels right in your heart and in yourself that you know that you're going to be comfortable, that you don't, that, that, that it feels right for you to do it. So it, it, it depends on the way you look at it. Yeah. Or what experience you get from it. That's yeah. just it. Yeah, absolutely. You ever look back at, from the start of your story, you sitting in bed, crying, feeling hopeless, feeling like you were going to die, using your words, to now, today, where you're <laughs> buying another home, you ever look back and say, wow, like if I could go back in time and talk to myself back then and let them know where I was going to be today. Like when you reflect from where you were in your mom's house by yourself, feeling completely alone to today, mm -hmm. for someone else that might be listening and feels hopeless or might be now with the crazy news that we're uh going through right now that might be feeling that anything. same hopelessness huh. what if i i mean probably when i was feeling like that and i know my mom was telling me the war is gonna get better it's gonna be okay it is so hard and so difficult for us when we're going through that pain and when you're going when you're feeling so low that you feel um hopeless completely but then If I could tell myself over there, I would say, don't you waste so much time? That's seriously. It's not going to be the end of the world. It hurts. You got to let it hurt because if it doesn't hurt, you don't learn your lesson. And you're leaving the lesson because it's needed in your life so that you can become a better person. You just, it doesn't matter how low you get, how, how bad in life a lesson is teaching you something. You need to learn the best of it and know that 100% is going to get better. If you know it's getting worse, it's just going to get better. No, maybe not, not tomorrow, not the day after, not in six months, but eventually it will get better. And it all depends on us. What do we do with our lives and how do we take it? And if we make it last that month or if we make it last a lifetime. I love that. It's up to us how long it lasts before it gets better because the longer we sit on it and the longer we, we, we pity ourselves or the longer you know, we fall yeah. into depression or that emotion, The longer it's going to take us to, you know, move forward. So I love that you said that. Definitely, definitely. Totally. I mean, it's, um, now when, when something bad happens to me, I, am, I learned that how to, how, to, how to just, if I need to cry it out, I just cry it out because you have to let your emotions out. Yeah. You have to let it out. If you need to take a day for yourself, you take a day for yourself. But then the next morning or the morning after you get up and be better and learn from it. And just get up and deal with the world again. That's that's all. That's all you have to do. That's all we can. Not, do. Life is not perfect, and it's not going to be perfect. Yeah, that's you just perfect. take the best of it. How can uh, people get in touch with you if they want to work with you? If they want to learn more? If they want to just have a 
a conversation and they feel your story helps them, how can people get in touch? Oh, they can contact me on my phone, 954-625-5859. They can follow me on my IG account, which is Extreme Latina Realtor with an X. No, with an E, with an X. Extreme Latina Realtor? Extreme Latina Realtor, yes. Okay. And that's because my office is Extreme International Realty. So I wanted, that's what, something I created like three years ago. And I said, I want to, I want to know, I want, I want the Latino community to know awesome. that I am a Latina that can help them. I know there's a lot of Latinos, but I know the kind of service I provide and the help, the, hum, the human side of me always comes up in every single transaction to the point that most of my clients become my friends. Yeah. Awesome. I've been to their houses. I would keep in touch, everything. What about Facebook? How can they find you on Facebook? Margarita Rosa Benitez. Margarita yeah. Rosa Benitez. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Margarita. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Sure to hear your story and have our listeners uh, be able to engage and relate to it. Uh, if anybody, any of our listeners are uh, going to something similar or have gone through something similar in the past. And so, uh, so grateful that, you know, you are uh, accessible for whether it be business and or just having a conversation simply because they uh, found a common denominator with yourself and, and them. So um, with that, super grateful. Have an awesome, awesome day. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, uh, we can't wait to see you on our next episode. Yes. Thank you for having me, Anna. Nice meeting you, Kevin. Thanks for listening to Confident Closers. We hope you gleaned some insight and find a way to take action and make a positive change in your life today. Not tomorrow, not someday, now is the time. Learn about Anna Maria's latest projects and get social on Facebook at Confidence Closers, on Instagram at The Confident Closer. Until next time, keep that chin up, walk tall, and support the women in your life to do the same. Because together, we are strong. Thanks for listening.